When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're live before we said we'd be live. I mean, it's still 27 minutes later than what we posted on social media. So, did it, oh, did it say 6.30? Then we're good. Oh, dope. Okay. I guess you didn't read the meme all the way then. I can't get over the one of of me doing pottery. Let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're going to gather around the pottery wheel and talk about Ryan's pick, the 1990 film Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, and Demi Moore. Um, but before we do that, we like to catch up on things that happened in the last week. Uh, last time, on the last You Have to Watch This Podcast, it was my birthday. Since then, Devin has had a birthday. Devin, how was your birthday? It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I was in Edinburgh for the weekend and Romana had just a bunch of little surprises for me, which was really nice. Uh, one of which was an escape room. Romana and I mm. did an escape room. The uh, game master found out it was my birthday and wrote me a birthday card while I was in the escape room. It was incredible. Uh, what did it say? <laughs> it said uh, just generic, generically happy birthday. And then it said, something like your bravery will go down in history which like sounds weird without context but like if you escape the room that's the last thing that like the automated voiceover tells you and i guess she figured we would escape the room so it just like matched what was happening it was really cool okay cool yeah yeah i loved it nice cool um awesome well happy belated birthday thank um, you thank you I feel so much older and wiser, as does everyone after turning in age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I, for real, though, do you guys know that song um, Superman by Goldfinger? This is going to be really stupid. I only know it because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. It's a ska song. Yeah, there's uh, nothing wrong with ska. Stop yeah. It. Thank you. I love ska. Um, Wait, can I you sing it for like, me? I think I know the song. I, nope. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, I'll have to send you a link later. Everybody okay. look it up on Spotify. I, I, I think I think I, I think I know what song you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the song from Tony Hawk yeah. Pro Skater. Uh, I love it, but like lately the lyrics are like really hitting me because it talks about getting old but still feeling young, and I'm like, it me, it's me. <sighs> it's great. I had a talk with one of my clients that was really great. And then we Good. started talking about work and it eventually veered into our eventual deaths. And that's what the conversation ended on. That's, that's always the best guys. It's been a roller coaster. Like, Hey, let, let's, uh, let's meet up for coffee and just, just, just catch up. And like, we're all going to die someday. That's uh, where we went. Yeah. Uh, Dude, well, so 
So <laughs> speaking of like that kind of conversation, did you guys see the Elmo thing that happened on uh, I was X? I was going to ask you guys. Uh, Elmo, ch- Elmo checked in on everyone. Like Elmo posted on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like, how's everyone doing? And everyone's just like, not great, Elmo. Not great. To the point where the, the, the latest happened this morning. Uh, Elmo was on the Today Show and they ended the segment, cut to Al Roker to do weather. And then Larry David came out and just beat up Elmo. What? Why? Because it's Larry David. Um, Fair. But then they had a, a segment where Larry David apologized to Elmo. Like they made him apologize on air. <laughs> The best part is like he beats up Elmo and walks off. And I saw somebody put the Kirby enthusiasm music to it, which was fantastic. <laughs> so oh, I always love that. Yeah. I've never seen Kirby your enthusiasm. Do you like Seinfeld? Meh. Then you're going to be meh about Kirby your enthusiasm. Yeah. Man, okay. I wanted to like it way more than I did. Cause it's one of those like comedy, like touchstones in like mm-hmm. our society. Like, People talk about it all the time. And I forgot that it's just Seinfeld. Like episode one is all about like, I think he like sits down and there's like a pleat in his jeans or in his like pants that he's wearing. And the pleat is weird. And he talks about the pleat all episode. And I'm like, oh, right. This is what Seinfeld was doing. Yeah. And eh, eh. Okay. Um, well, speaking of things that we watched, we like to start off each segment, each, each episode of the show with our, we watched this segment. Devin, what'd you watch while, while on holiday in Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> nothing. I went on a Harry Potter tour and I read the entirety of a book called The Wager, which like, if you guys want to do that, read that book. It's incredible. Uh, the, the Harry Potter tour? Yeah, Harry Potter tour. What? Oh, it was incredible. I think you buried the lead with the trip to Edinburgh <laughs> and the escape room gift card. Like, what, what was the... Uh... What was the tour? What did you get to see? So, actually kind of a lot. It was really cool. So, it took place in this place. It, it mostly centered around this place called Greyfriars Bobby, which is a church and a graveyard where J.K. Rowling, when she was writing Harry Potter, lived near. Okay. And she actually pulled some of the names from Harry Potter characters from tombstones that she saw there. So, we saw Tom Riddle's grave which is the most photographed grave in the world. We saw McGonagall's grave, which was also very fun. Uh, We got to see the school that she based Harry Potter, that she based Hogwarts on, which was just outside of the cemetery, which was also very cool. And the thing that I love the most about it is that it's a free tour. You just sign up for it. You don't have to pay anything. And then at the end, they just ask for donations because it's literally just like a group of like, Ex improv comedians trying their best. They're you incredible. Know, you know, I worry about ex improv comedians a lot, and I'm happy Me to know too. that a group of them found each other in Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> Part of me, like the whole tour, was like, I want to be one of you. Like, I know what you're doing, and I love it. I too can yeah. do a Snape accent in a graveyard yeah. standing over top of a corpse. Please let me do this. Yeah, they do the tour, and then afterwards, like, Come see a Hulan really. Like <laughs> there are um, the, I'm fine with an, a Scottish accent until it gets yeah. to be Glaswegian. Once yeah. you get to a Glaswegian accent, I'm like, 
I have to concentrate yeah. on you. It's incredible. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Did you watch anything? I'm no doing it, a rewatch it, of DS9. I'm playing video okay. games. I okay. that's it's just me right. watching sports. I'm doing well, me. <laughs> I, uh, I I will carry the segment. I watched something this week. Uh, there's a new show on Hulu called Death and Other Details. Have you guys heard anything about this show? Nope. Never. Okay. It's part murder on the Orient Express, like Ag- Agatha Christie type stuff. Part White Lotus. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's like a, 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 a it, the premise is a bunch of rich people rent out this luxury yacht, like a, like a, a smaller cruise ship uh, for this billionaire's retirement. Uh, and then somebody is murdered on the boat. So somebody on the boat is the murderer. Um, there, and there's a, the world's best detective is on this boat as well on the ship oh, played by Mandy Patinkin. Okay. Um, and this show is worth it just for Mandy Patinkin alone. Cause it, it's on Hulu. Like who you can tell Hulu's like, Hey, we, we, we found the true crime audience with only murders. Let's yeah. keep it going. And it's kind of in the vein of only murders in the building as well, but it's like we're four episodes in and I have no clue who did it. Like oh, it's very so cool. well done. It's very interesting. All right. You got me with this one. I might yeah. have to watch this. Yeah. I never knew this existed. I hope the boat's the murderer. <laughs> it's Bodie McBoderson. It is. This is the sequel. This is what happened after he didn't get that name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's on Hulu. It just started last week, so uh, we're I'm all caught up on it. it. It's worth checking out. It's only a few episodes oh, in, so it's weekly releases then. Yeah, they release the first okay. three at once, and then it's weekly. Okay. So I got to see what that's on here because we don't have Hulu. It would probably be Disney Plus for you then, or Star or oh, whatever it sweet. is. Okay. So in in, I don't mean to pivot us. Have you mm-hmm. guys been watching that new Band of Brothers show at all? No. Or do you have any uh, any the like, one on Apple TV, the like the Air Force one? Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to watch it, but I always forget because when I get Masters, home, I just want to relax. Yeah. Masters yeah. of the Air. Yeah. I keep hearing incredible things about this, and I loved Band of Brothers, and I even liked the Pacific, and I know not a lot of people did. Like, I can't wait to watch this show. Okay. No, I haven't heard of it, so. I've heard of it, but I haven't heard anything about it, so. Yeah. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah I, gotta, I gotta catch me up. I gotta watch stuff, guys. I gotta watch TV. Yeah. I mean, what do you do on your trips to Edinburgh? So, typically, it's a work trip, so all I'll do is I'll literally go from Meeting room to meeting room to meeting room to meeting room. Well, I, I meant I like when you're traveling. Like, how do you entertain yourself then? Oh, I read. Okay. Ever, always, always and forever. I have a book or I have my e-reader and I read. I'm a boring, boring person. Okay. I can't read on like while, while I'm moving. Like, I just can't. I try. You know, for, I should. I get motion like, sickness. I, I have that in cars and only in cars and it makes no sense. But like trains, planes, 
automobiles. Snowmobiles, I'm fine. I wanted to do automobiles, but it was the one thing I mentioned I can't do. I watched that Train, Planes, and Automobiles a few weeks ago because it just came on one of the channels. I love that movie. Like, that might be... Like, I was thinking about it. That might be one of the best movies Ryan made me watch on this show. Like, one of my favorites. I love both so. of you guys. There are sometimes I'm very angry at the two of you. And this is one of them because I've never seen that movie. Oh, well, we'll I have to know, revisit it. Okay, because well, I know I'm going to love the movie. Yeah. But there's like a, a few that I'm just holding back. Like that, that one in Airplane are movies that I'm like, I'm not going to watch this because I want to talk about watching this. You know, it's funny you brought up Airplane because I have to talk about Airplane later today. Because uh, it ties what? into today's main topic, which is the 1990 film. Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg, uh, directed by the director of Airplane. What? Yeah. And not just the director of Airplane, the writer of the Naked Gun movies. What? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. uh, Ryan, this <laughs> this was your pick for the week. Uh, yes, if, you're it was. To, if you're new to, you have to watch this podcast. Each week, one of us picks a movie that. One of us, at least one of us, has never seen before. This week it was Ryan's turn. Uh, so Ryan picked Ghost, which Devin had never seen. So, Ryan, I'm going to give it to you to take it away. Okay. Well, normally I'd get into like when it was made, who was in it, but Alan already did it. So we're just going to go from here. Um, so, this was this movie I picked simply because Devin you're not good with romance movies. Not that you're not good with them. It's just, you don't really know a lot about it. You tend to make a lot of really bad assumptions. Oh boy. On them, right? Oh, we have some coming today. Okay. So this is a movie that I have not seen since high school. I've only seen this movie two times prior to me suggesting to watch this. And all I remembered from it is like maybe a handful of scenes and that I remember thinking that it was a decent movie when I was a teenager And I haven't seen it since. So that's my history with it. Um, And I saw this at home with my parents for the first, you know, when I saw it for the first time. So that's that was the first time I saw it. Um, And I'll get into more about like my epiphany that I had with this (laughs) later on. But so like you guys, like. How many times have you seen it? Have you ever heard of it? I mean, obviously you've heard of it before, but like, what's your history with it? Uh, I've seen this before. Uh, This was one of the VHS tapes that we had growing up that my mom would watch occasionally. Like this was in her rotation. So I've seen this movie. This movie gave me nightmares as a child, probably. Because there's like, there's some things in this that are scary for a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I remember there being moments where she's like, don't look at the screen. Like, I just remember that. And it's like when people die, it's like, oh, yeah, no, don't don't look at those ghost demons like pulling. Yeah. Pulling the president from scandal to hell. Um, <laughs> so I'd seen this before. Um, and of course, I know, like, it's impact in pop culture um, because community does a great joke in their pottery class episode where the teacher's like, no, no ghosting in my class. So. <laughs> But yeah, so I'd seen this before. I, I, I've been aware of it. I haven't seen it in like twenty years. So yeah, yeah, okay. 
I have Devin. such a weird history with this movie. So, okay. First off, I know that you know that I didn't understand this movie going into it. Yeah. You know me. You know me well enough. Yeah. You know that I had so, no idea what this movie was. So real quick, just to catch everyone up at home, after we went, after we, after Ryan made the pick for this in our post-show discussion, Devin was very confused about why we were watching Ghost. And I said, Devin, I'm going to say two words that are going to sell you on the idea of this movie without even giving away a single bit of the plot. And those two words were Whoopi Goldberg. You had no, had no clue idea. Whoopi no Goldberg idea. was in this. Didn't she win an award for this? Too? She won the Oscar for Best Supporting, for best supporting Actress. I mean, it's insane that I didn't know that. Having watched it, I get it. But so I guess I'll have to give you my Devin take on this movie because I have to give Devin takes on movies like this. I had a RoboCop second with this movie where basically I knew the plot of this movie. I knew that Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze are horribly, madly in love. They're probably married. They probably have kids. One day, Patrick Swayze leaves in his car and gets into a car accident, probably on a business trip, and dies. And his undying love for his wife, Demi Moore, brings him back home where he finds her doing pottery. He then comforts her as a ghost doing said pottery. And the whole movie is kind of a, is he there? Is it her way of comforting herself into her new life without her husband? And in the end, she finds a new man. And the end. I wasn't ready for this movie, guys. (laughs) Good. Doesn't sound like it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, I, I would have told you that was the plot like a day ago, because I just watched it today. Like, I wasn't aware of most of what this movie was. Holy cow. And to give you an even further, like, discussion about this movie, this movie was constantly referenced by one of my previous relationships, but she never told me she was referencing Ghost even once. But lines from this movie and songs from this movie, I went, oh, one of my exes said that all the time. And then a couple lines later, she said that too. And that one, 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 and that one. I I really hope that this person is your ex because they would just sit in the room at night singing, I'm Henry VIII, I am. (laughs) But she would, though. (laughs) That's part of it. That scene happened to me in real life, and I didn't get it. (laughs) That's the bad part of all this. Now, what? 20 years later, I went, oh, that's what she was doing. <laughs> oh, man. Do I, Dude, guys. Do I know this person? Of course you do. Okay. It's exactly it... the ex you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The whole relationship, not once did she say, Devin, I'm referencing Ghost. I think she just wanted me to get it, and I didn't until I was 34 years old. Talk about an unchained melody. Uh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I had a lot of emotions watching this, guys. Uh, someone said the word ditto to me at some point, and I almost teared up. So <laughs> just to let you know where I sit with this movie. Okay. So one thing that happened to me when I was watching this is that I thought that I had remembered the beats of this movie pretty well. It turned out I had completely forgotten 80% of this movie. Not like not like the key things, not like who Whoopi is, you know, her, you know, like her backstory, but like 
the little things, like how she struggles to give the check away. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of forgot the whole plot of, like, who was the actual villain and everything. But it, it only took me, like, ten minutes into the movie to figure it out. <laughs> but still, like, I had forgotten that. See, um, for me, I remembered, like, the who the actual villain was the whole time. Um... But I did for like I forgot that this is like kind of a precursor to Sister Act where Whoopi Goldberg doesn't want to give him the check and then like a year later she's in a she's in a habit. I, I held my finger up because I <clears throat> the second we started talking about Ghost I started a timer to see how long it would take us to mention Sister Act. <laughs> Guys, we're at six minutes and seventeen seconds. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Yes, that's good. <laughs> um, so. I have to say that my, honestly, my favorite part of this movie is towards the beginning of uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's character and uh, and Whoopi Goldberg's character when they first start interacting. Mm. Because the idea of having her being like, thinking that she's like a faker, you know, she's, you know, basically committing fraud and then all of a sudden it's like she's actually doing what she's pretending that she's you know doing um and that to me is the core part of the humor for the movie and that's what gets me through this in all honesty um but that whole interaction for like the first part of their relationship in this movie is hysterical to me um, and in fact, that was something that wasn't initially thought of for the film. The, they wanted her to be a true psychic at the beginning, not like a faker. And I feel like the humor works better this way. I certainly think it does. How, how would you guys describe this film in genre? Like what genre would you pin this as? Because it's not just one. I watched this on Prime Video today, and it called it a, it called it a romantic drama, which I, like, almost completely ignores all of Whoopi's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, she's got some dramatic moments, but she's kind of the comic relief, like you think she is. I I would almost say, and it leans into its comedy more. I would almost call it like, ugh, I'm gonna call it a rom com, but you know, I don't know what a rom com is. Still, um, I'm gonna call it a rom com. I I don't I don't think it's a rom-com. It's definitely a thriller. Yeah. A romantic thriller. Romantic thriller comedy. Yeah. Is there a way it, to mash all of those together? Yeah. Please it's called don't. Ghost. <laughs> okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> um but yeah, like it's very all over the place, but it works like it's very. So IMDb has it listed as feel good romance, debatable uh, drama, fantasy, romance and thriller. Like the fantasy, I'll give you. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is this? Oh, I'm going to ask a bad question. Is this a precursor to Twilight, guys? No, 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 so? no, no. Fantasy romance? No. You don't think no. so? You don't think no. they're like, what if, no. what if vampires? I, no. I mean, no. like, no, like, there's other fantasy romance besides um, Twilight. Yeah? 
Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Oh. I'm blanking on Pri- it right no, no, now. No, no, no. The Princess Bride. Yeah. I was, okay. I was going to say Princess Bride, but. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, Shape of Water. You know what? I, mean, I typed in fantasy romance and ghosts came up. Yeah. City of Angels, What Dreams May Come, Princess Bride. What Dreams May Come is, I would not say as a romance. That's it's, in the list. It, it has I would romantic not. overtones. Yeah, Edward, Edward, Edward Scissorhands. That's a heavy movie. No, not Edward Scissorhands. Death Becomes Her. Oh, What Dreams that, May Come is heavy. It is very heavy. But Death evidently, a good one. I just learned this. That is yeah. Zelda Williams' favorite movie of her father's. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Aw. So, That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about Whoopi? Yeah. Of course. Um, okay. <laughs> good talk. Uh, <laughs> so, like, there, we talked we talk a lot about, like, how there's so much different things going on in this movie. Did Whoopi take you out of it at all, Devin? Like, the comedy aspects with her or was it grounded enough that it still worked for you? Yeah. She didn't take me out of it for a second. I mean, she did such a good job of changing tone when she needed to, Mm -hmm. like she was dramatic in the dramatic parts. She was tender in the, you know, in the romantic parts. She did a good job of being the most New York, New Yorker when she was shouting up at somebody from the street. Hmm. Like she did such a good job of, really tying a lot of it all together. And I feel like, I feel like without her, you don't have that same nice shift in, in genres. Yeah. Because I think she's the one, she's like, she's the glue that holds those disparate parts together. Cause I mean, Patrick Swayze, aside from like one, a couple of little jokes, I think his big one is like that riff with that guy in the elevator. He's not the comedic guy. Like, Demi Moore certainly isn't the comedic, part, the like stronghold of the movie. It's it's her, and she does such a good job. Like, I have a lot of respect, a lot more respect for her as an actor after watching mm-hmm. this. Like, I totally get the hype. Well, uh, Patrick Swayze got her the role because when they made this movie, she wasn't even in the mind of the writer for the role. He was the one that was like, "Hey, this would be perfect for her. We need to get her in here." I got to tell you guys, watching this movie, I think I'm a huge Patrick Swayze fan. Okay, so which Patrick Swayze movies have you seen now because of us? Because of you. I mean, I've seen Red Dawn. Like okay, you've seen Red Dawn. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing I've seen. I've seen this. In my personal life, I've seen Donnie Darko, which I guess he's in. I've seen Fox and the Hound too, which I guess he's in. <laughs> Um, I think both of you to admit to seeing Fox and the Hound too, man, if it's Disney, I'll just admit that I watch it. Um, we will have to watch another Patrick Swayze movie coming up here soon with the uh, remake of Roadhouse coming out. I did see Roadhouse. I I have never seen Roadhouse. I've never seen Roadhouse. Good, 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 good. We are watching Roadhouse. Yeah, we are watching Roadhouse and streaming Fortnite as Peter Griffin. Roadhouse. Yes. Maybe this is weird, but I might have like a man crush on Patrick Swayze. He is so effortlessly charming. Like in most, there was like one thing he did in this movie that like gave me the ick. And that's when he was walking through his office and was like, hey, Rick, 
hey, George, looking good, Susan. I'm like, stop it. Stop well, that. Okay, so this movie set in 1990. Yeah. So and, and if that's yeah. the worst cringy thing that he did, then tech, then like tech, then like he's 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 fine. He's, you know, whatever. You know, though, it's what's weird, like thinking about this movie in New York in 1990, like somewhere else in the city, like rent is happening right now. During... <laughs> it certainly is. Oh, no. Um, so do we want to talk about the pottery wheel scene? Yes, oh, we, we do. Yeah, we have to. It Devin, is one of the most I- iconic scenes in movie history. Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. Devin, where do you know this scene from? Like, what references is to it do you know? Family Guy. Um, oh, my gosh. Everything. Like, everything references the pottery scene. I've seen the community, like, bit of that. I, I'm sure it's in other things I've seen, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I honestly, I thought he was a ghost for that scene. I really did. I was... So shocked to find out that he was an alive person for that. It's very weird watching that in like in context of the whole film as an adult, because it's like it gets made fun of a lot, like on Family Guy and on Community. But you kind of get it like when you watch it, this like, yeah. Like as a mature adult, you it's like okay, yeah, this is very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, Sensual, I was to, heavy, yeah, yes. sexy. Yes. It's, 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 all, it's all euphemism. All of that seems yeah. like all euphemism. Like they're getting dirty and they're yeah. up to their well, elbows. And, uh, Patrick Swayze it, it, has also it, said. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Patrick Swayze has also said that that was the sexiest scene that he has ever shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was hundred percent. Yeah. And very phallic. I, okay. I, that was my thing too, especially like there was a couple of camera shots of the thing where like, you, you know what they're doing? Like, you know what that looks like? Yeah. And like, they don't want to show it because it's the nineties, but like it's yeah. the same thing that every time I try pottery, it turns into anyway. Yeah. Well, one thing that I noticed this time was that like, I've I, like, she's an artist. Like that's what her job is. Like uh, Demi Moore's character is like, that's what she does. And it, for the first, cause like, this is like the third time I've ever seen it since watching it back in high school. I, did not realize or remember. Maybe this was something I noticed when I was uh, a teen. I have no idea. But what she's doing before he walks up is she's putting she's putting like a like a like a like a like a spiral line dent inside the uh, inside the vase that she's making. Yeah. And if you look at the shelving behind them, where the rest of her like already made pots are. They all have that same spiral line that goes up the side. And I was like, oh, okay, that's like that's detail that you don't need that they did anyway to just fill out the character. Like she's an artist. Her signature is making this like one spiraling line up 
the side of the pot or vase, whatever she's making. I just thought that was an, I just thought that that was interesting that like, it is. yeah, that, that, you know, it's like, that's her sign as an artist. And that's what they show her doing in that scene. We before he walks up very different things in that scene i think no it's just <laughs> i've seen it a lot just like you guys have when it comes yeah. to like popular culture and like yeah it, it, it looks like what it looks like haha he he giggle giggle <laughs> i'm 14 again ha 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 and then it's okay what are the w- w- what else are they doing in this scene got it it was weird. So going back to her art for a second, like one of the things I remembered that I didn't like one of the repressed things about this movie that I, I remembered watching it was some of her statues, like the one that looks like a, a like a, a blue whale on its side. Like, like I was like, I forgot about that. That's haunted my dreams. and I don't know why. Like it's just been in like the <laughs> recesses of my mind. And then it came back to me watching this. Um, uh, yeah. That's really interesting. I, I like that those are one of the things that stuck out to you about the movie. Like that random like insert of art. Yeah. Um, I kind of want that apartment though. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah they're Good luck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in 1990 prices, I'm sure it was a steal. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. They bought it for a pack of raspberries. Yeah. Is that what they said? Devin, stop. No, it's a joke. Okay, good. I was like, did I, did I miss more lines because of shirtless Patrick Swayze? Stop. Well, it was okay. So that. Man, you, here are the things you that really I re- are crushing mm-hmm. on Patrick Swayze. I'm crushing on him. Man, today. I don't know what's going on. I've got on some bad news for you. Well, <laughs> don't tell me you're dead. You didn't know? No, I did. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so here are the things that I remember from this movie prior to rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I were, I remembered that the movie opens up on Patrick Swayze being shirtless, his friend being shirtless and demean more with like sledgehammers. Yeah. Just ripping the apartment apart to like, you know, make it bigger. I remembered that. I remembered the pottery scene. I remembered the death scene. I remembered him dealing with, him learning how to kick a can in the subway. Oh, yeah. Because I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and the ghosts taking people away. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite moment with him being a uh, like my favorite moment overall in the movie is when he meets uh, uh, Goldberg for the first time and they go back and forth. My other favorite part of him being a ghost is dealing with the mentally ill guy that's yelling at him to get off his train mm-hmm. and that whole thing. And, and again, what watching it this time as an adult, like I had one of those, like, de- you know, like shock, depressive, sad moments when Patrick Swayze unintentionally made him snap when he was, you know, being asked about how he passed and he ran to the tracks and jumped in front. And it's like, that's what happened. That's how I took that scene that like they were showing what actually happened, how he became a ghost. No one pushed him. He just snapped and ran in front of the train. Um, that's an interesting way to read that. But 
well, that yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's how I saw that. But then this also gets into the weird physics of this movie of like, okay, so they need to the ghosts need to really focus like all of their um, emotions pretty much into trying to move something, and like they can go through walls and doors without a problem, but there's no effort needed to stand on the ground. Because, like, I, when Patrick Swayze walked onto the train, he didn't fall down to the tracks. Like, he stayed on the platform. And it's like, that's my only, if I had to nitpick this movie, that's the, this is really the only thing that I would ever, nit, that I would Ryan, ever do that to. That is the most Devin thing you've ever said on this podcast. Yes, okay. <laughs> so in the middle of watching this movie, I went, why is her feet, why is his feet not falling through the floor? How can he not move the hand of his feet? And, and then I went, I'm going to bring that up on the podcast, and they're going to tell me to shut up. So I'm just not going to bring it up on the podcast. And I'm so happy you brought it up. Well, I mean, like I said, if I had to nitpick this movie, that's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. So the way I the, like arguing the, the counterpoint to that is if they have to focus on moving other things, like if you're up getting up and walking, like you're not really have it like it's just something that you focus on uh, like subconsciously like it's not something you, you try to do like it would make sense for me to me that they can just get up and walk because it's just like subconscious thing you can stand up and walk um they would expect yeah, the floor, they would expect to, be the floor to be there um so th they're putting their energy into it but it's like at a sub subconscious level that it's not the same as them being able to walk like touch things and push things. Um, That's fine. Let me tell you, one of the things that um, scarred me as a kid from this movie was uh, the ghost on the, on the train. Like he just starts yelling and Vincent Scalavelli yeah. does such a great job. He's such an iconic like character actor. Um, I remember there was a documentary series on YouTube called no small parts. And they, there was a whole episode on him before they got bought out by IMDb. And it was, it was, he lived a fascinating life. Like he just, I think he retired from acting and it was like mayor of a town in Italy. Yeah. What? Yeah. But like, Why not? yeah, <laughs> but he's so terrifying in this when you're, when you're like four and he just starts yelling and like, mm -hmm. it's, it's those eyes. Like it's just in the hair. Like it's so weird. Get off my train. <laughs> the thing that I like about this movie though, is like, it doesn't like attempt to make ghosts sexy. Like it attempts to like explain ghosts from like their mm -hmm. perspective. And there are scary ones like on the train. And then there are sexy ones like Patrick Swayze. Like they run the gamut just like people run the gamut. Like, and then, I, and then yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's nice, friendly ones like the old guy he met in the uh, um, ER. Yeah. And that's one like. I forget the lines. I really wish I would have written the lines down, but I love that conversation that Patrick yeah. Swayze has because he's because like he's, he's in shock realizing what just happened. And then this old guy who who can see him sits down next to him um, again, the whole thing. Why aren't they falling through the chairs? Anyway, we're not going to have that conversation. Um, <laughs> Alan, Alan's face. <laughs> I don't um, go full Jim Halpert often on the show, but that called for it. Um, 
like that conversation about how like he's like, yeah, I'm waiting on my wife. She should be here soon because and he says what, you know, like issues she's having. And then he like he sticks his head into the cloth where Patrick Swayze's body is. And he goes up, oh, got shot at every time. Yep. <laughs> just like total matter of fact, just like this is life. And then I I love how they world build when it comes to like showing how things work because they show you 90% of the like uh of like what's possible in this world in that ER they show you <clears throat> and explain to you about going through walls going through doors um they explain you know you know like what what happens passing on you have the ones who stay behind you have the ones that get you know taken up and then and then he says you know it's like it's really scary when the other ones come for you and then you realize what you know a basic and i love that the ones that come to drag you down come out of the shadows like it's the yeah. shadows come to life yeah. and drag you down and when i was doing the research for this because i, I uh, like, and they howl it's this really weird noise. And I decided to look it up and they basically recorded babies crying and slowed the audio down. And that's where the sound comes from. That's very cool. It's kind of sick too. If you think about it, like, did they have to pinch like the baby's toe to get it to start crying or did they just wait? <laughs> just like, you'll cry at some point. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to think. <laughs> They're like, you're bound to disrupt us at some point. We'll record it. Pinch under the arm. Pinch. <laughs> they just waited on any flight I've ever been on. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Yeah, okay. So I have a I have a weird Devin thing about the movie. This, okay. is, this is a part that's going to stick out in my mind as like a cringy thing, but not like... Not like intent, not like unintentionally, or not like the the looking good Susie thing, but it's when the guy is hitting on Demi Moore, the bad guy, when he's hitting on Demi Moore, and he does the whole like, "Oops, spilled coffee. Guess I gotta take my shirt off." Like, does that work? I've never done that. I've never in my life been like, "Did your ex pop this shirt off?" <laughs> no, no. No, she didn't either. <laughs> Maybe like, you should have. Maybe you should have tried that. <laughs> but like, to me, that's like such a, it's so, such a weird, like, he, way to do that. Like, knowing what I know, knew about the movie going into it, even after not seeing it for 20 years, like, from the very first scene, just the way they block it with, uh, with, with the two of them on one side and the way he's positioned on the other, you yeah. can just get weird vibes from him the whole way through. Hmm. If, if you look for it, like it's very, like it's very creepy. Like he, it's very he, cool. He gives you the ick. He did that to me. The second he was like, let's come for a walk. Come on, let's go for a walk. And I'm like, I can understand being like an assertive friend for like someone that like just lost their partner. Yeah. But I'm like, you're being too pushy. Now I know why. But then also, especially in that scene, I'm like, I'm out on this character. I don't want this. I hate all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, did you recognize that actor at all? No. From anything? No. He he was the president on Scandal. He's been... Okay. He, his name's Tony Goodwin. Uh -huh. Gold, Goldwin. He uh, He's Hollywood royalty. 
Um, he's the great Samuel Goldwyn, who like owned MGM, like he, the G at MGM. Oh, he's he's yeah. the G at MGM. Oh no way. Uh, he was in Oppenheimer. Oh. Um, oh wow. He was in King Richard. But we don't talk about King okay. Richard without getting slapped. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Devin, I'm curious. What wow. what do you know yeah. Demi Moore from? Oh, goodness, Alan. Off the top of my head, it's going to be... Was she Those. in Charlie's Angels? Two, yes. Yes. I know Full her. Full throttle. I, I, I bet you that's all I know her from. Wow. She had a whole acting career. Nope. Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Um, Just the I'm, second one, not the first one, because she's in that yeah, one, Yeah, they too. got her to voice Esmeralda in only the second one. No, um, she's, I, she's Esmeralda in the first one, isn't she? Oh, she's the first one? Oh, I guess yeah. so. Okay. Um, I, I am aware that she is G.I. Jane, but I've never seen G.I. Jane. Okay. Um, and I know that she's in Beavis and Butthead to America. I just truly, truly could not place her like okay. at this moment. That's <laughs> all I know her from. Okay. Are you sure that's all the movies you know her from? Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. She was in that. You're, you're, you are not bringing up her 1996 smash hit. Very Good Girls. Say it, what say it, it, Ryan. Say it, Ryan. Striptease. I've never seen that. <laughs> we will most it. likely never do it, so don't worry about it. Is it, <laughs> is it not good? Is that why we're not going to do it? It's got a uh, 4.5 on IMDb, and it has a 37 Metacritic score. Oh. You know what? I think that was one of those movies that, like, in high school, MTV would, like, play on repeat. And I would like see it be on MTV, like this is going to be really fun for me to watch. Oh. And I like turn on, and I go, oh, this is nothing. Did you guys freeze? Hmm. No, I'm here. You're good. All right, you both froze there for a second. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, but I think I think the little bits of it I watched on MTV were not exciting. So I think I think I'm glad we're not doing it. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's about her as a single mom doing a job that gets her a decent amount of money. Um, and she gets uh, a congressman takes a liking to her and thriller stuff ensues. I actually kind of like that plot. Like, e- really e- a lot. No, no. No? Oh, you had me there, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. That is the plot. But believe me, no. you No. Yeah. <laughs> so, Devin, where do you rank this among Patrick Swayze romance movies? Given this what you've seen. Number one. Number one? This is I will I will come back to this movie before Dirty Dancing almost every time. I like both of the characters a lot. I I don't think I liked the lady that was in Dirty Dancing very much. Like I don't think I liked that character. I like the journey she went on a lot, but I don't think I liked her character. So are you saying you would put baby in a corner? Hundred <laughs> percent I would. <laughs> Sick monster. I know. I'm the worst. Yeah. I am Pat- nobody. I can just hear Patrick Swayze yelling at you right now. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Um, uh, I love it. Was there anything that didn't work for you guys? Were there, were there like any parts that, that were like me where you were like, 
this is so weird. Not really. Like I, I, it was more just remembering the act, like understanding the actual plot of the movie. Like, Oh, he died because of money. Like, yep. Yeah. That sounds about right for a wall street type. Um, yeah. like I forgot that whole, like I, I knew the friend was behind it. I didn't understand it the last time I watched it, but now it makes sense. Like he, he was embezzling money and his friend was about to find out. And so like, it makes sense. Like the, the, the murder plot makes sense in this then. Um, no, like it, it, it's a, for being all over the place genre wise, it make like it, it's a solid film. I mean, for me, it's one of the reasons I'm really happy I do this podcast because I, I never in my life would have like chosen to watch this movie I will now choose to watch this movie at least one more time. Like, if someone asks me, like, can we put on, like, a weird genreless movie? I'll be like, yeah, let's put on Ghost. Yeah. Or, like, if anybody wants to watch it, like, I will put Ghost on. Like, I, I enjoyed every bit of this. I really did. And I'm really glad that we watched it. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Brian, do you have I any weird facts about the movie? I mean, I've been stating them as as uh, as was we've been going. The last one I have um, is that the actor who plays the friend, like the villain, mm. um, he was at a restaurant years later, um, and the waitress that he had was just treating him like crap, like oh. giving him death stares and like not being polite. And I guess she came back to the table like halfway through his meal and asked him if he was an actor. And he said, yes. And she like did the, you know, waiter waitress thing where she knelt down to the table and she apologized for how she was acting because she, when, when she saw him, she knew that she hated him, but, but, but she couldn't remember where she remembered him from. So the entire time she thought that he was some like scumbag ex that she had. (laughs) <laughs> until someone told her that he was an actor and then it clicked. Yeah. The, he said that in an interview that that happened to him once. Does that ever happen to you guys when watching movies? Like, especially this one, right? So I've seen Patrick Swayze in like in dirty dancing. Sure. But I've also seen him in red Dawn. And that's kind of my first introduction to him is like as an action star. And, like, watching him have a soft side took a little while for me. And watching him be, like, just this, like, big old cuddly teddy bear, like, in this movie, like, took a while. Did you guys have that with him, too? Or was this, like, yeah, of course he's this? No, because I've had the opposite. Because Oh, really? Because, yeah, because, I mean, like, my mom loved Dirty Dancing and Ghost growing up. Mm. So, like, I, so, I mean, like, I can't tell you how many times I, I saw Dirty Dancing or was more or less forced to watch that movie as a kid. Um, and then, you know, watching Ghost a few times. And then I didn't see the original Red Dawn until, like, we did it. Wow. So to me, like, Patrick Swayze was always kind of like, you know, the was, wasn't was really an action person. He was more or less more like on, like, you know, kind of like a you know, the big screen version of Fabio. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. definitely agree with that. Cause I feel like I got him and Fabio confused as kids as a kid. 
I also didn't know Fabio was a real person until like recently. I thought he was just like, like how people call people Chad now. Like yeah. that's what I thought Fabio was. Okay, so you do know that he killed a goose with his face once, right? What? Yeah, yeah. He, he was at. You didn't hear about he that. Was at it a, was all over TMZ. Yeah, he was at an opening for an amusement park, and he was riding a roller coaster for the first time, and. He they hit a goose and it hit him right in the face and broke his nose. <laughs> so he comes rolling back into the what? station with like blood and feathers, like you know, on him, and like around him are a bunch of like European like supermodels, and they all look extremely concerned. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I know that he was in pain, and I'm sorry that an animal died during that thing, but still, it was just a really funny image. It's just <laughs> that seems like such a risky thing for Fabio to do. I feel like ninety percent of that man's sex appeal was his face. Yeah. And like, why risk it? Why do well, that to yourself? Do you where, know? Do you know, do you know where, what happened to him after that? No, nothing. Because he, his face was hit by a goose. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, I, if I was him, I would wear a motorcycle helmet at all times. I would do what? what no, was no, 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 because you don't want to do that because you're going to push in the skin and it's going to, you know, like, no, mess with the blood vessels. What, what, what's he, what he's got to do is wear like a Mr. Freeze type dome over his face, kind of yeah. like the hand model and Zoolander. Oh, from Zoolander. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So real quick, uh, before we wrap this up, we I wanted to talk about Whoopi Goldberg's Oscar win for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I was looking at the nominees for this. There's a few that I recognize, like performances that I know. Uh, she was up against Annette Bedding in the in the Grifters, Lorraine Bracco in Goodfellas, Diane Ladd oh. in Wild at Heart, and Mary McDonald in Dances with Wolves. Um, oh, that was a really good part. Yeah. You've seen Dances with Wolves? Have you not? Um, no, 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 I have. I'm just very surprised at that. I That's have all. two. They made a sequel last year. It was called Avatar 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a way of thing. Water. They made us watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Lorraine Bracco is a, a very close second for supporting actress. Yeah. For Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, but I, I, this, like, this is Whoopi's one and only Oscar. So. Uh, wow. Whoopi does have an EGOT because of this movie. Um, Good for her. Yeah. She's I like think she deserves it. I really do. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to talk about with Ghost before we wrap this up? I mean, I think we pretty much covered the 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 basics of it. Okay. It surprised me the whole time. All I knew it. I knew it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was great i loved watching this i i'm glad we did i'm really glad we did me too so that does it for our conversation on ghost um devin next week is your pick what are you gonna have us watch so i'm continuing my trapes through the oscar nominations uh we are going to be watching 2023's the holdovers directed by alexander payne starring Paul Giamatti, I'm so excited to hear what you guys think. I cannot wait to watch this movie and then go to In-N-Out afterwards and become a vile sensation on the internet. 
is that a thing? He won the Golden Globe and then took it yeah. to to In and Out, and like went viral. I'm gonna love this movie. But what's it, fun? Knowing that he did that, I love it. But what's funny is like Weird Al did that like the night before with his Emmy, and got ah. nothing for it. <laughs> that but makes Weird, me upset now. But Weird Al did post it himself. I think somebody else took a picture of Paul Giamatti, so that gives it a little bit more cred. Yeah, like you, okay, you gotcha. expect that from Weird Al. You don't expect that from the guy from Big Fat Liar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that does it for this week's You Have to Watch This Podcast. Join us next week where we'll be back on our normal day and time, uh, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube Live. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also listen to You Have to Watch This Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other places. Um, you can also listen, You can also check out all the other Rum Runners Network podcasts at Rum Runners Network, Rum, Rum Runners Network, podcastnetwork.com. Um, check out our show and all the other great Rum Runners podcasts there. Uh, until next time, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I'm Henry VIII. I am. Henry VIII. I am. I am. We'll see you next time. I don't know why I didn't expect that. I expected that.